0: Welcome to Functional Design and Closure. I'm Christoph Newman and I am Nate Jones. Each week we get together and we discuss a software design problem and how we might go about solving it using functional principles and the Closure programming language. So Nate, what are we talking
1: about this week? Well, Christoph, I think we we had a lot of fun in the last series talking about time, and and now I can track all my time, and i I'm finding lots of things that I'm that I'm I'm doing too much of, um, and I want to stop doing them. Uh, so <laughs> <one> <laughs> that doesn't of the things, sound
0: like a time pro. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a programming problem.
1: <laughs> oh, I think you and I both know that everything is a programming problem. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, um, the problem I'm thinking of right now is uh, is so for the podcast. I, I we, we we tweet we tweet uh, you know once a day or, or so. <laughs> uh, the emphasis yeah. is on the or so and um, and and so I I, I I usually am the one that sends those tweets. I, I go and I find a quote from the previous show and I and I do a tweet um, and and that's fun and all, um, but I have to remember to do it every single day. And and I am. Oh I'm, yes, the drudgery. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, it's not even. It's not even the the. It's not even remembering necessarily. It's like you're in the middle of something else, and and it's like, oh, this would might be a good time to tweet, right? Yeah. But
1: but it's also a good time to code,
0: <laughs> and we we know which one's gonna win, right?
1: <laughs> well, there's one that pays bills and one that doesn't. So uh, sorry, not to get too businessy, but. Um, yeah, usually when I remember, I'll remember at like 11 o'clock at night, uh, you know, and that's not a good time to tweet because, you know, nobody's, sure. well, I guess there are people on Twitter at 11 o'clock at night. Anyway, um, but it really gets down to the problem of me being lazy. I, I, want, I, want, I want something to, to post to Twitter for me.
0: Sure. Yeah, So so it's like there's the times for creative inspiration. Where Where you come up with the things to say, and then there are the ideal times to post to Twitter, Why do these have to be the same time, right? You know
1: Oh, that's a good that's a good way of, of separating the problem out. I want to author all my tweets you know on Monday in in a single block of time and then have them go, show up on Twitter at, at, at appointed times later in the week. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good a good Okay solution to my problem you know <laughs> yeah
0: so you want to i'm assuming harness the power of closure to solve this problem
1: uh yes yes i i like harnessing the part yeah i i i pretty much want to harness the pr- the power of closure to solve every problem i have um because it's so much fun and i'm not saying that sarcastically i really do it's it's more fun than i've ever had in any of the, any other programming language um just being able to get things done so fast um and I think, yeah, if you need any evidence of that, you can look at our past episodes and how much fun we have talking about solving problems in t- the closure.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it's fun to do. It's fun to talk about. So, how are you imagining this this program you want to write?
1: Well, in the past, we've talked about you know small things that we run from our terminal or that uh, you know, or just from the REPL or from a connect editor. But I, by golly, I think let's let's do a real a real big app, you know, we got a let's do a back end and a front something, end and whole Something thing. a little more situated, right? It's a situated app. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh it will be situated on a on a server somewhere. Yeah, let's let's uh let's it'll be situated more in the middle of uh, a a realistic complex environment is what I'm hearing. Right. Exactly. I have I have things I want to get done and I want it to do them for me. And I want to like the, the big thing is I think I I want to be able to uh, specify the tweets, you know, in, in, in some sort of a, of a, of a user interface um, that's conducive to that.
0: Okay. So tell me how, yeah. How do you imagine interacting with this
1: application?
0: Maybe let's start there.
1: Yeah. So open my web browser because you know, I think a web app would be fun, um, and 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 also because I I am also running my web browser all in addition to my terminal all the time. I always have my web browser open, so any any application is just a tab away. So so is this a good time to say you should just run links so you can just run your web browser in your terminal? Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I guess I could yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so That's you want to open random.
0: you want to open your web browser and and have a nice GUI and you want to see like a list of tweets that you want to post and when you want to post them and edit them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know well, what like like you know a, a standard you know CRUD app. Um, you know, there's a, there's a list of tweets and I can add a new tweet or I can edit the existing tweets. You know, and then every tweet, I I, I think I would need to have the the, the, the text that I want to tweet and maybe the time that I want to tweet it in the future, you know? Some so so, so that I sure. can schedule it. Um and then I guess okay. yeah that that would be a good a good place to start.
0: Yeah. So then there's some kind of back end that sir basically there's a server it's serving up, you know, front end markup and back end. Are you imagining this as like a single page app type thing? Or are you imagining this as like some kind of
1: um, server-side renders give you the whole page. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, all new apps should be single-page apps. They're they're by far the coolest kind of apps to write. Um, so yeah, okay. we can do that. And then, but you, we do need and a so, backend. So
0: like, like CGI bin is is that what you're thinking? Oh, so <laughs> you you submit it, <laughs> and then it launches it launches a command line
1: every single web request. Or what are you imagining for your backend? Uh, I'm definitely imagining a, a persistent persistent process that's running because um, I would like to use Clojure, but I would not like to Im- uh, invite in the long startup time for every CGI request. Um, right. It would make everything in the Okay, so down. persistent process.
0: Yeah. Got an embedded web server in it type thing. The front end uses like XHR to send requests to the back end the backend processes those, returns responses, like like that kind of paradigm.
1: Yeah, we also need the the, the 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 backend to be there so that it can actually post the tweets when at the appointed time. You know, because I don't want to have to have my my web UI open just to uh, just to make sure the tweets are happening. Like, it's got to be something that happens oh. on its own. I thought you were going to use
0: cron and and so cgi been in cron right like i guess if
1: this were the 90s <laughs> yes yes and we yeah i mean we could we could yeah we could definitely go with uh all uh all boring technologies not 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 that they're, they're not that they're <laughs> Good boring, useless right? boring is a, is a yeah i've often thought that boring isn't a bad word um just like legacy isn't a bad word you know sure Sure. Yeah, but but I guess you make a good point. This thing has to wake up
0: sometime to get some work done. Like it needs to wake up at you know exactly noon to go post that tweet because you're in the middle of writing the
1: next greatest feature on on whatever project we're working on, right? Yes, yes. It must. It must have some. Yeah. So it's got to have some sort of scheduling um, ability. You know, some some wake up waking up. Time that it that like some okay. fa- some facility for doing that.
0: Okay, cool. And we're gonna we're gonna go through all this uh, before the end of this
1: episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think I think one thing we should we could do in, in kind of in contrast to previous episodes where we where we talk about you know everything from the ground up. I think let's let's kind of gloss over some of these these concerns. Like for instance, I would like to hand wave and and make the ui just appear out of thin air um whoosh
0: it's a ui it's posting requests to the back end yes it is
1: a a separate problem for another day oh it's it's a separate universe of problems it's got problems that that get together other problems and have baby problems and just yeah anyway yeah so Uh, you so you got a problem right
0: so you make a ui to help you solve that problem now you yes. have two problems. <laughs>
1: now I have got eighteen problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Definitely. let's pretend that that
1: front end is written in Closure Script and uses Figwheel for development. Like all the all the fun things, um, but we're yeah. not going to talk about that right now.
0: Yeah. So, what are the interesting bits
1: that you you're interested in focusing in? Well, the the, the thing that I'm the most interested in is the actual engine for figuring out what to post to Twitter, when to post it to Twitter, you know, do all the, all the, it's basically like the the core logic of the application, you know, I mean, they're, they're, like I said, we, we're not going to talk about the front end, we don't talk about the back end, we don't talk, like, sorry, the, about the persistence, like how we're going to write things down, if we need to write things down. Right. How, how we're going to yeah, structure we, the back we'll end. we'll assume
0: a database exists, and you can put some stuff in a database and get it back out again. Exactly. We'll assume there's a front end, you can type, you can submit, it can load things. Yeah, yeah. So so let's focus on this nugget around actually posting to Twitter. And actually we don't even focus on the Twitter API right way back in what what was it? It was like episode 6, 7 and 8. We Oh um, yeah. We we yeah, we had a Twitter wrapper. So if you need to if you need to send data to the Twitter API, you know, go back and hit play on those. And hear yeah. all about kind of the focus on the actual like communicating with Twitter. So so the interesting problem here it sounds like the problem of like knowing like what to do right like like kind of i i need to post when do i post how do we how does it wake up
1: you know how do i know what i posted already yeah definitely i think i think the the, the we have the interaction we have the actual wire protocol so to speak done but how how do we model the tweets so that we know you know what 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 information do we need to keep track of for each tweet and then right um, yeah I think well, and and, and then
0: th- like what happens when things go off the rails right so so what happens when we try to post to Twitter at noon and Twitter gives us an error you know so what so then then what do you do right Or what happens when you post, and then you query like you query back and you don't see the post, so it's like, is it there? Is it not there? It's it's sort of interesting problem, right? The actually knowing that it got posted problem.
1: Yeah, and I think I think this makes me think back to your, your your what you said earlier about being situated, and and it feels like all the things that we talked about so far are they're all side effects. How do you post? When do you post? waking up to post what happens if there's a failure like there's there, there's just there's side effects all over the place and so you know how
0: Well, i can tell you in functional programming the way you deal with fi- side effects is to you just avoid them right <laughs> you just ignore them you, you you cover your eyes and your ears and you run and run run
1: <laughs> okay that's not true <laughs> this isn't functional programming in haskell Christoph. come on <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I think there's a monad <laughs> for you there, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, what? How do you deal with side effects in a functional way? It sounds like you're you're getting in that direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's there, there's lots of big side effects in 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 this problem, and 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 so I think we got to. But there is but there is some logic in there somewhere that's pure. You know, you got to. You gotta, you gotta crack open the side of the side effect nut and get in that, that pure meat in the middle, you know. And so I think yeah. that, that I think that's what I what I really wanna explore is 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 how how to be effectively pure so that we're testable and we know that the the app functions correctly, but also be able to effectively do side effects. I mean, that's the point, right? We're gonna actually tweet. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. As we were talking about in our last episode, episode 20, in our big summary episode, we were talking about pushing IO to the edges. But really, you could generalize that and say, you know, pushing side effects to the edges. So that means there's a line, right? There's a line between the pure parts and then the the code that, that implements side effects, deals with side effects. And how do you kind of model that and separate those out so you can test things and and then what what better example to take an honest to goodness real world scenario like twitter and and dealing with that and, and the database and and whatnot and and go okay, how do I deal with that right instead of just
1: just the toys that we like to uh, bring up in our podcast right <laughs> yeah what 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 better way to talk about side effects than to talk about the big side effect in the sky Twitter yes. <laughs> The cloud that's not in the sky. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. And I think I think one of the things we talked about in the past is um, is side effects as as the the output side of the side effects. But one of the things we need to talk about, and also in in this in this problem, is the input side effects. Like what what things what information do we need to gather before we get to the pure part? Like you know what tweets were posted, when should they be twisted? What time is it? <laughs> You know.
0: Oh yeah, so there's this pure problem of knowing, okay, this work needs to be done, and this work has been done, but there's a side effecty problem of collecting the data, so that you can take that and throw it over to the pure parts to to do the the real grinding, to come up with the answer.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. makes it makes it makes it, it, makes it really really straightforward to separate out what is what is the side effect and what is something that is just easy to obtain. Like, for instance, time. Like, it's really easy to figure out what time it is right now. Like, y- there's a function call you can make, uh, you know, system current time millis, I think it is. Um, I, know, I know what time it is right now, at least where that JVM is. Um, but just because it's easy to do the side effect doesn't mean that it's not that doesn't mean that it's pure. And so, right. Super what time easy it to is. call
0: global singleton to come up with that mutating answer, but maybe maybe <laughs> just cuz it's easy doesn't mean it's pure. That's Yeah, you could tweet that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll schedule that. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then also another thing that comes to mind is when you are playing around with this thing Maybe maybe you wanna dilate time, fast forward through time. Like like if time is a variable, what if you wanna fast forward through time and have all these things post? And then maybe you don't want to have them post to the real Twitter, right? Because you're 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 playing around with your scheduler and you're fast forwarding and rewinding, you're seeing these things flow. You could go backwards. I don't know, it's kinda interesting once you make time be a parameter, right?
1: yeah you can do all yeah yeah exactly. you don't even have to to mess with the real one uh, and then create a fake- ac- a test account and all that all that other stuff it just it it really detaches i mean that's that's the whole point, making it super easy to test,
0: yeah, yeah, well, it sounds like we have a lot of very interesting problems to discover in our forthcoming episodes in this series,
1: yeah yeah i think I think we should invite everyone to uh to tune in to the the following episodes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I think next time what we'll do is we'll we'll dig in and talk about what we want to keep track of and just kind of get to the maybe that defining out that core problem. And yeah. then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, start start with start with the data. Is something we we've, we've 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 come to again and again is that if you can model the data, you can that that's what you can base the rest of your design on. So, I think that's a very good place to start.
0: Certainly. Okay, well, that will be it for this episode this time. Uh, at, yeah, 18 minutes, I don't know if we want to dive into a whole <laughs> exploration. <laughs> so, yes. once again, we are up against the clock. <laughs> if only real time was a parameter <laughs> we could manipulate. <laughs> to dilate, Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's get to the message queue. So Josh wrote us on Twitter to tell us that he was inspired by our tic-tac-toe series way back at the beginning, and he created a tic-tac-toe game in Maria Cloud. So for those of you who haven't heard of Maria Cloud before, it allows you to interactively program with Closure inside your web browser. Very cool. Very interactive. Um super cool but yeah so Josh thank you so much for sending us a link Um, go for all of you who want to check this out go check our Twitter feed where you can see where we've retweeted it and uh, you can go explore the game It's a lot of fun to look at that and um, I definitely really like uh, the interactivity I think Maria Cloud is designed for beginners but it, there's just something really cool, even if you've been in Clojure for a long time. It's it's like a web-based REPL. I don't know. A, it kind of reminds me of like our Fiddle episode too, right? It's like Jupyter oh, Notebook, yeah. REPL, web
1: browser. It's amazing what, what the idea of Connected Editor really, when applied to other environments, can really uh, leverage. Yeah. Um, one of, the, one of the my favorite things about Maria Cloud is that all of the results from execution, they persist. It sticks just right on the right-hand side of the web browser. And so you can refer back to them. And you don't have to, you know, rerun previous forms in order to get that data again. And um, in, in, right. in Josh's... you can have
0: multiple variations, like right there. Like you can try this code and then try a variation and then try a variation. So like he had a... Josh had a great example in his project where... He had the the function that is checking, like, for the win scenarios, right? And it's like, oh, here's a win scenario. Uh, let's run that through. Here's a win scenario. Let's run that through. Here's a win. And you can see, like, okay, here are the three different kinds of inputs. Here are the three different kinds of answers. And you don't, you know, in a, in a, it's nice to be able to just kind of have that all there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Actually, there's a, one point he he implements the, like, the, a list of turns, and um, so I thought, oh, I, I kind of had a different idea for implementing it. So I, I re-implemented it, and evaluated that, and then I evaluated the the, the 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 at the bottom where you can run run a game. And it was really fun to to basically be able to check to make sure that my code worked because the games were, were performing correctly. Um, so it's it's very very fungible, very manipulative, and very um, interactive. It's just it's it, it it's like it, it begs you to 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 start playing with it. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Once, once you get hooked on the fast feedback from the REPL,
1: you know, you just want it everywhere. Maria Cloud
0: is, is a great example of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Josh for, for letting us know and, and giving us a little bit of an introduction to Maria Cloud. All right. You can, uh, uh, If anybody else has anything that they'd like to share, please let us know. Um, Send us feedback at feedback at closuredesign.club or mention us on Twitter at Closure Design.
0: Yeah, you can find our show notes and past episodes on the web at closuredesign.club. And that's going to be it for this week. We will be back next week. Until then, think about this. The meaning of idempotent is idempotent.